the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. Here's a look at today's headlines. Updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Police Force. TCI farmers receive disaster relief grants. Four more charged in killing of Haitian president. First female governor general sworn in for St. Kitts. Power outage blacks out terminals at Los Angeles airport. Dr. Phil is leaving the television world after more than 20 years. We'll also take a look at the latest in the sporting world and your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I'm Zoya Fassler. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Nation Station 89.1 FM. We begin with updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force. Detectives are investigating the circumstances that led to the wounding of two men in five keys. The first incident, according to preliminary police reports, happened at 11.05 on January 31st. The police control room received a call that a male was shot by two armed men. The 19-year-old male victim was rushed to the Cheshire Hall Medical Center, where he received medical attention. It is alleged the shooters were driving a gray Nissan March vehicle. At around 11.23 p.m., the police control room received a report from the Cheshire Hall Medical Center that a 27-year-old man with gunshot wounds was dropped off in the emergency area. Reports state that the 27-year-old victim was in residence yard 5 Keys when he was approached by two men wearing black. The men robbed and shot him. And the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force has intensified its anti-crime suppression operations in order to maintain public safety and reduce crime. Part of the force's adopted strategy focuses on high visibility with targeted operations. Officers of the tactical unit, led by acting superintendent Nigel Jilks, conducted walks within the community of Dockyard Providenciales and interacted with members of the community. Whilst patrolling, officers found a quantity of packaged vegetable matter suspected to be cannabis which was seized for destruction. And a lone vessel transporting illegal migrants was intercepted by officers of the Marine Branch of the Royal Turks and Caicos Police Force on January 27th. The Haitian migrant vessel was detected at 9.40 p.m. and reported by the Coastal Radar Station, resulting in the swift response by the Sea Pursuit vessel. The blue wooden vessel measured 36 feet and was powered by two outboard engines transporting a total of 115 illegal migrants, 85 males and 20 females. The vessel was subsequently towed into the South Dock where the illegal migrants were handed over to the Immigration Task Force and the vessel handed over to customs officials. This is the fifth interception for the month. Persons detained to date total 522. 420 males, 96 females, and 6 children. At around 5 a.m. on January 30th, officers attached to the Grand Turk Police Station responded to a fire report on Front Street. Upon arrival at the scene, police officers alongside their firefighting colleagues saw a structure engulfed in flames. All efforts to extinguish the fire were unsuccessful. The building was later identified as a historical home constructed during the salt industry. 
Acting ASP Michael Francois from the Grantor Division A station in a brief statement said, quote, This latest fire setting was an attack on our history. The devastation caused is a tragic loss to Grand Turk's heritage. Last year, on December 18th, we were able to save the upstairs of the Timco building, which is also located along Front Street. The cowardly acts of fire setting being perpetrated should be condemned. We owe it to our future generations to preserve our history. End quote. Additionally, Francois stated that Chapter 3.11 of the Malicious Injuries to Property Ordinance, Section 6, setting fire to any public building makes it an offense to maliciously set fire and, upon conviction, be liable to imprisonment for life. The Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force wishes to remind the public that they can report a crime to 911, the closest police station, or contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-8477 and give any information on illegal activity and crimes anonymously. Please note Crime Stoppers calls are answered in Miami by the Miami-Dade Crime Stoppers, which is a nonprofit organization and not a police agency. The calls, as mentioned, are anonymous and cannot be traced in the United States or the TCI. And registered farmers with the Agriculture Department who suffered damages and losses from Hurricane Fiona received compensation from the government at a ceremony held at the Q-Town Farmers Market on Providenciales Tuesday, January 31st. A total of 15 farmers received relief from the Turks and Caicos government with grants provided to young and upcoming farmers to build their farms. The ceremony marked the first time in the DCI's history that farmers were being assisted with hurricane relief funds and grants. It's the first time ever in the Turks and Caicos Islands that farmers are getting relief for hurricane damage. This shows that the government is committed to ensuring that the people of the Turks and Caicos Islands have access to a constant and nutritious supply of food reduce the food import bill and retain money in the local economy. Food security is the foundation of all human needs. Given the threat to the global supply chain and growing inaccessibility to enough nutritious food, the government is committed to supporting the farmers to produce local food, to supplement the food requirement of the country. And my government's priority is to provide an enabling environment to facilitate local investment within the agriculture sector as outlined in the People's Plan for Empowerment. In February last year, 2022, my government launched the Agricultural Finance Support Program. That's the Agro-Ground Incentive. This finance support program for farmers is the first program of this kind in the Turks and Caicos Islands and shows government's mandate is to invest heavily in local food production through providing financial support. Honorable Connolly, Minister with Responsibility for Agriculture, said government has allocated $250,000 in the first year to promote agriculture development, noting that the finance program comprises three areas of support. To upgrade farms with farmers receiving maximum of $20,000, supporting new farmers between the ages of 15 and 25 years old with a maximum of 15000 and disaster relief, 10% of the assessed damages, which is a maximum of $20,000. 
Farming is an expensive business. Farmers' livelihoods depend on the investment they make on their farms. And small islands such as the Turks and Caicos are vulnerable to natural disasters such as hurricanes, which could have devastating effects on years of work. Director of Agriculture Wilhelmina Kisunsing said that with the construction of the farmers' market in Q-Town Providenciales, they have seen the difference and enthusiasm in the citizens of the TCI for purchasing local produce. She also speaks about future plans for the market. Last year, September, we had the passage of Hurricane Fiona and farmers got significant damage. And we're here today in this farmer's market and I would like the members of parliament especially to know that if you come out here on a Saturday, you would see members of, um, and the farmers could attest to this, the citizens of TCI, they line up in anticipation for the local produce. Sometimes we have little squabbles, depending on what the local produce is, like if it's sugarcane or corn, if someone grabs it first and someone else have, we have little squabbles going on, but it's to tell you that the TCI population really appreciate local produce and want the local produce. And this little building that we have here, we see great possibilities for it where we want to invite persons to the market when we have market and support the farmers, but also where we hope to have expansions in the near future to accommodate sale of fresh meat and meat products. Farmers express their heartfelt gratitude to Honorable Connolly and TCIG for the financial assistance. Knowing that my dad is up in age and I am on the rise, I hope that I can not only make him please, but what I have put my hand to do, but that I would be able to make this country please as we rise to the next level in agriculture. <laughs> Farming and food sustainability is what we endeavor to do. It is imperative that we, as farmers sitting here, are able to work together with the assistance of our agriculture minister and all that they would do and afford us the opportunity to be on the uprise. The little, as small as it is, is able to help me. Well, right now, the hurricane hit me in September. I'm making preparation in March to open up my farm. Now, I'm getting into agro-tourism because um, I am not a small-minded farmer. Uh, been around the world, I try to take what I learned from throughout the world to bring it into the trucks and take it. Now I can't bring the exact thing, but I am trying to improvise. And I want to get into meat, fruits, vegetables. At the present moment I am doing cane juice. They was talking about doing the ground. I tell him I ain't falling out no farm. <laughs> Mario said, come, come, come. Like he took a child, he took me under his wings. He said, come, come, let me, let me help you. And the same thing with the uh, the um, with the disaster thing. I had no over the years. I've given up. But Honorable Connolly, I say, your government give me hope. I can smile now. <laughs> I can see clearly now. I seen that green. So, so thank you. <laughs> I think that the government is, is trying trying its best to to establish something to show show persons in agriculture that the government cares and the government is trying to make sure that. It gives you the opportunity to realize food security in, 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 in TCI.
The farmer's market is open this Saturday, February 4th from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Go out and support our local farmers, purchase local produce and goods. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Regional News is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. A magnitude 5.3 earthquake occurred in the Caribbean Sea off the south coast of the Dominican Republic at around 11.07 on February 1st. The epicenter was about 27 kilometers or 17 kilometers south-southeast of Matanzas, Dominican Republic. The tremor occurred at a depth of about 10 kilometers or 6 miles and light shaking was felt throughout the Dominican Republic and eastern parts of Haiti. There have been no initial reports of damage or casualties as a result of the earthquake, however significant damage is unlikely. Light aftershocks are likely over the coming days and the event has not prompted any tsunami advisories. The natural hazard was 256 miles off the southern shores of Grand Turk and created no imminent threat to the Turks and Caicos Islands. History was created yesterday when Marcella Liburd was sworn in as the first female governor general of St. Kitts and Nevis. Liburd, 70 years old, replaces Sir Tapley Seaton and will be the fifth person to be appointed as governor general of the nation. Liburd has a long history of serving the Twin Island Federation as she was the second woman to be appointed as the Speaker of the National Assembly in the 1980s. She was also a Member of Parliament and held several ministerial positions, including Acting Prime Minister. Before being appointed as Governor General, Her Excellency Liburd served as the Federation's Governor General's Deputy since September 2022. An installation ceremony is set to take place on February 4, 2023 at the Government House from 4.30 p.m. And new charges have been filed in connection to the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, four men were transferred from Haiti to face charges in the Southern District of Florida. They are being charged for their alleged involvement in the shooting that killed Moise on July 7, 2021. Haitian-American citizens James Solange, 37 years old, and Joseph Vincent, 57 years old, as well as Colombian citizen German Alejandro Rivera-Garcia, 44 years old, have been charged with conspiring to commit murder or kidnapping outside of the United States and providing material support and resources resulting in death and conspiring to do so, knowing or intending that such support and resources would be used to prepare or carry out the conspiracy to kill or kidnap. Another man, 54-year-old Haitian-American citizen Christian Sanon, is being charged with conspiring to smuggle goods from the United States and cause export information not to be filed, as well as smuggling goods from the United States and providing unlawful export information. The four men were scheduled to make their first federal court appearances this afternoon in Miami. A total of seven people are now currently in custody after being charged for their roles in the plot killing the Haitian president. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International News is up next.
let's take a look at what's going on around the world. Amazon is eliminating their free grocery delivery for Prime members on orders less than $150. Customers who usually get their groceries delivered from Amazon Fresh and pay less than $150 will now be charged between $3.95 and $9.95 depending on the order size. The company will still offer two-hour delivery windows for all orders and customers in some areas will be able to select a six-hour delivery window for a reduced fee. Launched back in 2005, Amazon Prime has more than 200 million members worldwide who pay $139 a year or $14.99 a month for faster shipping and other benefits offered by the retailer. The company has hundreds of Amazon Fresh stores across the United States with a few abroad and has also owned the Whole Foods company since 2017. The new policy is set to take effect February 28th. And Los Angeles Airport was pitch black briefly Wednesday afternoon after the power was knocked out. One of the world's busiest airports was left with staff and passengers in darkness throughout hallways, terminals and security checkpoints. A few traffic lights around the airport were also out. TSA advised passengers to allow extra time for security checks and some flights experienced delays due to jet bridges not able to operate due to the loss of power. Power was ultimately restored at around 3 p.m. It was not clear as to how many flights were affected. However, three dozen were scheduled to take off during the outage period. The cause of the outage was not clear. And Bed Bath & Beyond is closing an additional 87 stores as the troubled home goods retailer seeks to consolidate its assets ahead of a possible bankruptcy filing. These closures are in addition to the 150 closures Bed Bath & Beyond announced last August. Included in the new list are five Bye Bye Baby locations and all 49 remaining Harmon Face Value stores which sold cosmetics. Founded in 1971, Bed Bath & Beyond became a staple for affordable home decor, kitchenware and college dorm room furniture. The retailer became known for its 20% off blue coupons and stores with merchandise stacked high to the ceilings. Bed Bath & Beyond grew its corporate footprint aggressively, peaking at 1,552 stores in 2017. But it struggled to make the transition to online shopping and to fend off larger chains like Walmart and Target. The retailer started making small trims back in 2018 and in the first year of the pandemic started closing hundreds of stores, primarily its Bed Bath & Beyond operations and getting rid of some of its weaker brands such as its Christmas tree shops. As of last February, the company had 953 stores left and it has announced plans to close more than 200 additional stores. The closings not only reduced employee headcount and salary expenses, but also the rent in which it pays. The company's total square footage fell by 36% in the four fiscal years ending in February 2022. And beloved daytime television psychologist Dr. Phil McGraw says he plans to end his talk show after 21 years in the coming months. Dr. Phil was the most prominent spin-off from Oprah Winfrey's show, which once dominated daytime TV. The program debuted in September 2002 after he'd been featured as a regular guest on Winfrey's show. With this show, Dr. Phil has become a regular guest in the households of many worldwide, helping thousands of guests and millions of viewers through everything from addiction and marriage to mental wellness and raising children. 
The traditional broadcast TV season ends in spring, however, there was no date given for Phil's final show. Dr. Phil McGraw, 72 years old, said he wants to focus on primetime programming and is planning an unspecified project for early next year. That's it for international news. Sports is up next. sports coming out of the Twin Islands. Makai Forbes of the Doris Robinson Primary School is the winner of the first ever Twin Island Primary Cross Country Competition, which was hosted by the Adelaide Omler Primary School in Bottle Creek, North Caicos. Makai captured the coveted title by finishing the race with a time of seven minutes. Abigail Delancey, principal of the Adelaide Omler Primary School, says that she's trying to develop the students in a 360-degree environment. Quote, hosting the joint cross-country was a dream come true. It is important that we continue developing the whole child, not just in academics, but also in sports. End quote. The race started at the Adelaide Omler Primary School grounds as participants raced down the King's Road stretch, where they turned right at the home of former teacher Mrs. H. Delancey to continue up the Windsor Road Hill and return to the school along the scenic route. The traditional route has served as the cross-country route for the Adelaide Omler School for decades, but for the first time, students from the neighboring island of Middle Caicos were invited to participate. A huge congratulations goes out to all the students who participated, the teachers and community leaders that helped make this event a successful one. And a look at your NBA action in Tuesday night's matchups. LeBron James moved within 89 points of breaking the NBA's career scoring record and climbed into fourth place on the assists list, finishing with a triple-double in his return to Madison Square Garden as the Los Angeles Lakers beat the New York Knicks 129-123 in overtime on Tuesday night. James had 28 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds, with the points giving him 38,299 for his career. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the leader with 38,387. Anthony Davis added 27 points and 9 rebounds for the Lakers, who had dropped two straight to open their trip. Both James and Davis had sat out their losses on Monday night in Brooklyn. Jalen Brunson scored 37 points for the Knicks. Julius Randle had 23 points and 12 rebounds. Jimmy Butler scored 23 points. Bam Adebayo added 18 points and 11 rebounds as the Miami Heat beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 100-97. Caleb Martin scored 18 points and matched his career high with 10 rebounds. And Tyler Hero also had 18 points for the Heat. Kawhi Leonard scored 33 points, Norman Powell added 27, and the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Chicago Bulls for their sixth victory in seven games, 108-103. Paul George added 16 points and 10 rebounds for the Clippers. Nikola Vucevic had 23 points and 14 rebounds for Chicago. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast.
Before we get into our local weather conditions, a green comet will soon zip past the Earth for the first time in 50,000 years. It was last visible during the Stone Age. The icy celestial object will make its appearance between February 1st and February 2nd, around 26 million miles away. Even during its closest approach, the comet will still be more than 100 times the Moon's distance away from Earth. Now for local weather conditions, a mix of sunshine and clouds, highs of 79 degrees and lows of 73. Winds are light and variable coming from the east at 5 to 10 miles per hour. A 5 to 10 percent chance of showers is expected. Humidity levels remain at around 77 percent. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Police Force. TCI farmers receive disaster relief grants. Four more charged in killing of Haitian president. First female governor general sworn in for St. Kitts and Nevis. Power outage blacks out terminals at Los Angeles airport. Dr. Phil is leaving the television world after more than 20 years. Thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. If you see news in the making or you just have a story you'd like us to follow, please email us at news at rtc89fm.com. Have a good evening, Turks and Caicos. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.